0: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: Moving on. All right. The off-seasonal positional preview continues Andy, we just talked about the defensive line prospects the Patriots would be possibly conversing with at the combine. Let's actually tackle the D-line. Where would you, like right now, just looking at who's signed, who played well, who's on the rise, who's just a guy. uh, What's the current state of the Patriots defensive line here in the 2023 offseason? Very good. I, I think so. see, I feel I feel good, might feel the best about this of, of any position.
1: Absolutely. Um, I, I think there is a chance, and when I did a, a thing about the Patriots strengths a couple of weeks ago in the Sunday seven, um, I put defensive line as possibly the best position on the team because you have veteran experience, you have mid-career guys, you have young developing guys. Um, now most of it hinges, or as I like to say, is hingent upon <laughs> Christian Barmore's development because yeah, he. it's funny because he and Mac Jones are sort of in a similar boat. We were all giddy that you got two first round picks a couple of years ago. You got Barmore in the second round, but he could have been 15 and you got Mac, a franchise quarterback. And then they both had disappointing sophomore seasons. Barmore, the knee injury. I thought he looked good late in the year. The one thing yep. with Barmore is he's learning to be double teamed at the NFL level. He's good enough to be double teamed when he's not double teamed. He can impose his will upon almost any offensive lineman. Um, I think maybe we, and by we I mean me and other media members, um, mm-hmm. set him up to fail a little bit last year by maybe being a little too um, upbeat and uh, presumptuous. Oh, on the you year guys had done. him
2: tackling the sun.
1: Yeah, kind of. I and and I think he's and the funny thing is he didn't have the best breakout year on the defensive line went to Dietrich wise jr who had the year six
2: jump the year or the, the, the year the, the year six overnight success yeah yeah
1: um but i still i have not um i'm not backtracking on my faith in barmore and what he can be um the the injury i think hurt him and i think it's just maybe a little slower evolution than i expected i think barmore is going to be a dominant player on this defensive line and as lawrence guy who has been a Sneaky dominant player on this defensive line for years. and it's, Solid, solid, rock he's, solid. He's declining. He's getting older. Like, his best yep. years are behind him, however you mm-hmm. want to phrase it. But if that coincides with Barmore taking off and you still get solid veteran leadership from Guy, if you get the sort of leveling out of Dietrich Wise, what he can be as a versatile mm-hmm. defensive lineman. And then the elephant in the room, I guess, is Devon Godchaux, who is like fifth on the team in cap number. He has a $10.5 million
2: cap number. Signed that big extension last year. Belichick called him one of the best defensive linemen in the game. Is he one of the best defensive linemen on the team would be my question. Forget about the damn game and
1: you pay him a lot of money. Um, But if you can get more out of him, more consistent uh, out of him, more impactful out of him, this group is loaded. This group has a lot of impressive um, versatility and upside Mm -hmm. talent. So I can't think of another position on the roster. Where you should feel as comfortable. I, I I
2: this is a good group. You didn't even mention some of some of our guys, some of like the the football guys, the that the the Foxborough fanboys and the the Andy Hardos, if you will, love those being like Carl Davis, Kyle, well, he's and a free um agent. Well, oh see, Davis okay, and I Aquale. That's, uh, that's the other guy I wanted to bring up. Agents. Daniel Aquale last year, whenever there was like you know, when Ian Eagle was on the game, whenever there was like a fat guy sack, chances are rolling up yep. on the QB would be number 95. Daniel Equal, he's good. And, I think and he is an underrated, him. like rotational defensive line. I, I would not be surprised if
1: before free agency starts, you see a Daniel Aquale extension for probably a little bit more than some of us might be comfortable with to be Two a role for six, player. three for 10. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, something like like I don't know what the numbers are, but I think people might raise an eyebrow and be like, "Huh, why are we paying him?" I think Bill likes him. I think he has a versatile value uh, to the team, and he seems like one of those guys that may be loyal to the investment they've made in him over the last mm-hmm. couple of years. And they're grateful then, for the opportunity. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Why am I going to go chase a couple extra dollars somewhere else? When I know I got a good here and I'm working with one of the greatest defensive minds of all time, market down turp at 29 minutes into this edition of six rings of football things. Your boys fitzy and Hart called for the early extension for Daniel Aquale. So if, and when he does sign, we'll put this on Twitter and we'll take a victory lap. And when he ultimately signs with the Buffalo bills or the New York jets or the Miami dolphins, we will eat an S burger right there and everyone <laughs> because we are equale opportunity self promoters. Oh, uh we're equality opportunity offenders. Oh no, I'm 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 working with you on that one.
0: Oh.
2: Fitzy plus heart equality is great. <laughs> I needed this. Shut up. Uh you liked it that person listening right now going, "Do I finish the pot?" Yes, you should. Yes, you finish because um, we yes, got better stuff coming. Um yeah, I he's one of those kind of guys that I that I you know that's a great little success story. So if he comes back, that'd be great. Carl Davis, I'm not so sure if he resigns or not, but wouldn't surprise me as well. All right, so you have great, you have uh, I know Josh Uche qualifies as a linebacker, but he plays on the defensive line. And Andy, one of the things the Patriots have been praised for this off season was I believe it was either the 33rd team or perhaps it was an, some anonymous scout general manager. Etc. who said the Patriots have the, or maybe it was Daniel Jeremiah, the best pass rushing duo in the NFL. So do they look to improve upon that? Do they worry about signing Uche? The Judon Uche, Udon, Juche, whatever you want to call him, That pass rush combo is elite. You throw in some Dietrich Wise, maybe a healthy bar more this season. That's great. Do they add to it? Is it status quo? Uh, or do they maybe sneak in somebody during free agency to beef up the line?
1: Um I I mean a, a veteran depth signing wouldn't surprise me and then in the draft if they went relatively early I think it would be more of an edge guy because as mm-hmm. you said Uche is part of sort of the end of the line of scrimmage pass rush mix he's going to get paid he got a double digit sack season on his resume if he can come close to anything like that this year he's going to make some money somewhere and I my guess is they won't want to go to where the market may take him um Judon is still playing at a high level. Judon's mm-hmm. making good money. I don't know that you would invest in Uche again as as you might invest in a young guy, second round pick, hell, maybe a first round pick if the right edge guy is there for you who develops and you now have cost controlled for 5 years and sort of, you know, turning over the uh the soil so to speak on that defensive line. Um but it's no excuse me, not a position of need. Like it's it's a position of huh didn't know that guy would drop to me or huh Mm -hmm. didn't know that guy'd be available at that price right like there's a lot of positions where I think they need to go shopping be aggressive wide
2: receiver cornerback linebacker
1: safety this is not one of them this Mm -hmm. is a position where if an opportunity presents itself pounce on it sure you can never have a good uh, good enough defensive front pass rushers whatever it may be but I don't think you need to over invest in this position if it's not a it's not a value or a steal.
2: They've taken flyers on, on uh, veterans in the in recent year, like any team would. Uh, Mike Pinnell didn't work out. Of course, we all know that name because he came from the Jets, then he goes to Kansas City, ends up on the Bears and concusses David Andrews last year with a cheap shot. The Henry Andersons of the world, who Bill Belichick loves, two years in a row, his season gets cut short with an injury that unfortunately didn't work out. In the draft, they've addressed it with high-end talent like Malcolm Brown in 2015. Eh, 2014, of course, Dominique Easley, uh, and now Christian Barmore could turn out to be a bit of a stud as well. I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe grab both an edge guy and a big guy for the line as well. I do hope they keep Uche because I don't think his sacks last year came just because Judon was on the other side or he was doing mop up or cleanup duty. He's got that move. He's got that little step. And hey, listen. He's, he's worked to improve his game each and every season. And you better watch out Andy, because Ronnie Perkins could be, I see. I can't even finish it because you're going to be like, Oh, is he your next cam McGroan Fitzy? Well, he was a higher pick and I think comes from a higher level. Um, but he's done nothing in two years. Nothing. No, you don't have to be mean. Uh, kiss. So are, do we, do, do we get anything from him this year? This is his put up or shut up year on the D line as an edge guy. Or is he going to be an off ball linebacker? What are we thinking? Um, no, I think he's more – he's
1: an end-of-the-line-of-scrimmage type guy. Um, Anthony Jennings, him, are in – Oh, we can't in, forget in Anthony group. Jennings as well. Anthony Jennings had a pretty good year last year against mm-hmm. the run. Um, he's hes fine. He's a good um, depth piece or rotational piece. I don't hate him. I mean, you have Tavai. You have some of these guys that are in that mold that if the right guys are around them on the field, I think they fill out a defensive rotation nicely, especially if you're playing whatever, 15, 17 guys mm-hmm. on defense. Um, but Perkins, yeah, probably make or break time for, uh, for Ronnie Perkins to, uh, poop or get off the Patriot pot.
2: Uh, and just to throw this out there, of course, before you end up hearing about more of the prospects on the six rings and prospect things with heart and shime coming up here on this very feed, some of the names, uh, just to sort of throw in your, put in the old hopper and kick around. You got Brian, uh, breezy for a uh, not greasy breezy defensive tackle out of Clemson. Jacqueline Roy out of LSU, Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin, uh, Jared Clark out of – jeez, where's this guy from? I don't even know where this guy – just looks like a little bulldog mascot. Uh, Broderick Martin, Jacob Slade, great name. Uh, I will mention also that the defensive lineman that is uh, slated to be taken first overall, not in the draft, maybe first overall, uh, but the first offensive lineman Jalen Carter is currently embroiled in a bit of a, uh, legal holdup, uh, cause he was involved in a, I believe some street racing or drag race that may have contributed to the vehicular death of someone. So that, uh, that, that right there's a mess. Yeah. He, I mean, it, it
1: Jalen Carter benefits from that. He's got, uh, two months almost to kind of play this out, get through it, explain it to teams, whatever. And. Just to be clear, he's charged with a couple misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. Um the the accident did result in the death of a, a former teammate at Georgia as well as mm-hmm. a football staffer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe there are any allegations of for his part, Jalen Carter, anything other than stupidity, drag racing,
2: mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he didn't cause the accident. No, he was um, he was just part part of it. So what will come of it? Well, it could be, like you said, misdemeanors. Uh, And it could be uh, character issues as well. Our producer, Justin Turpin, uh, via Adam Schefter, updates right now. Um, Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter is back at the combine in Indianapolis to finish his interviews, measurements, and other activities. Okay. Yeah. See, he that's why he was
1: arraigned and then, uh, put free on bond or bail last night in Georgia. He put out a statement yesterday, Jalen Carter saying once all the facts comes to light, he feel like he'll be exonerated through all this. Uh, one of the issues that I think got him in trouble is apparently whatever the truth is, his story was inconsistent with police in terms uh, of his location, his activities, his whereabouts uh, on the early morning in question. When the teammate, by the way, was also doing 100 miles an hour while more than two times over the uh, alcohol limit.
0: So yeah,
2: and as our as uh, former first rounder and now current uh, prison bird, Henry Ruggs will tell you, nothing good happens when you're going over 100 miles an hour and you've got. Booze in your system, but your old pals Fitzy and Hart would tell you just as much the same. Andy likes to always say, the truth is never mean. I like to say the truth shall set you free. So hopefully he can get it straight and get his career back on track. Bad decisions be gone. Hopefully, good career ahead for him as well. All right, let's wrap it up with a positional off-seasonal interest meter rating. Andy, what do you give defensive line out of 10? Eight. I don't think it's overly interesting. Eight? Yes. um, That's surprisingly high for something you said is not a priority. Well, because I'm placing it, this is a little
1: bit on the developmental side. I am still fixated on the uh, potential for Christian Barmore. And if Christian Barmore can reach the ceiling that I think he has, you will be very interested in this Mm. position by mid-season next year. And I am not giving up hope on Christian Barmore's unique athletic abilities, strength, speed, power, size. So you know the comparison was made early on to mm-hmm. Richard Seymour who is now a mm-hmm. hall of famer and i'm not saying christian barmore is going to be a hall of famer i don't even know if he'll be a patriot hall of famer but if he um evolves to reach his potential i think you will enjoy this position even more than you expect
2: uh yes and uh i would all, i would probably give it a and i'd wonder if christian barmore could become more like chris jones uh that would be uh, that would be a hell of a comp
1: I would take that because that's also a Hall of Fame track. That's
2: also a Hall of Fame track as well, like a Defensive Player of the Year candidate as well. I'd give this a 6 out of 10. Boo. Uh, Sorry, I thought 8 was a little high. Hey, it's just how that. Hey, it's my grade. I'm allowed. That's what I says. What say you, Pats fan? Let us know at Six Rings Pod, at Fitzy GFY, and at Jumbo Heart.